Welcome to Beyond the Bazaar, a podcast curated to all things, well, bizarre. My name is Brianna, and I will be sharing with you urban legends, lore, ghost stories, and more from around our planet. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bazaar. My name is Brianna, your host, and I cannot wait to get into tonight's topic with you all. So last week, we went over the ritual known as the picture game. We went over some minor details of spirit photography, which I thought was really cool. I really like sharing that with you all. Today, we're going to be exploring yet another ritual for this last week of September. The ritual is called The Doors of Your Mind, which the objective of the game is to pretty much explore your own subconscious and get an idea of who you truly are as a person. Now, this is our last episode for September, but today also marks the 13th episode of our podcast, Beyond the Bazaar. So it's so crazy to think that 13 weeks have passed by. It went by really quick, especially with the current state of things, with the pandemic, being stuck in the house primarily, social distancing, only going out when you need to. And the creation of this podcast kind of derived from just having that extra time to be able to dedicate and to foster ideas and to do the research and to find content for you all. So in hindsight, I was initially kind of nervous about launching the podcast, but now I'm really glad that that it, uh, that I did it and Beyond the Bazaar exists. And I'm really, really happy and excited every week to be able to share new topics and new information with you guys. And I'm glad that you guys tune in every week to listen and it seems like just yesterday all this started with Beyond the Bazaar and here we are 13 weeks later on our 13th episode and it's just really unbelievable but once again I'm glad that we're doing it. So with the end of September now here upon us we are entering in to one of my favorite times of the year fall and the season of our well, not the season, the month of October, which is the month of Halloween, the spookiest month of the year. If you're like me, you start early. I've been in fall Halloween mode since August. Don't judge me. So we're kind of kicking kicking things into high gear here at Beyond the Bazaar. So that does lead me to tonight's episode. Once again, the ritual we're going to explore tonight is the doors of your mind. Before getting into the topic and the steps of the ritual, I do want to say that anyone under the age of 13 listening, listen with the parental guardian or someone that is older, at least over the age of 18, listen with you. And if you're going to try this ritual, once again, try at your own risk, play at your own risk. And if you do decide to play it, please let us know what you experience. With that being said, 
let's explore the doors of your mind. So the doors of your mind is a ritual that's been passed down the line for a long time, for decades. So depending on who you talk to, it does go by different names. Sometimes it's red door, yellow door. Sometimes it's known as black door, white door. And depending on who you ask, it may go by the game of seven doors. So the doors of your mind is, it kind of serves as a form of guided meditation. So it allows the player to travel deep within their own subconscious. But the rules does vary based on what version you're playing. So in order to play the doors of your mind, you will need a partner. That's just the safest thing to do. You need a partner to be able to guide, to help guide you through the doors of your mind. You cannot play this game without a guide. Your partner has to be someone that you trust unconditionally, someone that you trust completely and you know will have your back and will have your best interest at heart. So choose your partner wisely. If you have any doubt in your mind about the person that you're choosing, choose another person or just do not play at all. Your safety depends on choosing the appropriate partner. Once you have chosen your partner, you're ready to play. Step one. After choosing your partner, gather your supplies. The supplies that you will need are as follows. A few candles, a lighter, alarm clock. Two supplies that are optional would be a pillow and a recording device. Step two. For this ritual, the ritual can be done at any time. So as for other rituals that we went over in the past, it has specific times you have to wait till midnight or till nightfall. For this one, you can play at any time. You just have to be sure that you're relaxed and at ease when you play. When you feel that the moment is right, you and your guide take the supplies to the playing space. Close the door behind you and make sure that you will be in a place where you will not be interrupted. Step three. Once you and your player are in the playing space, take the candles and arrange them around the room in whichever way you like. Use the lighter to light the candles. If you have decided to use a recording device, start recording now. Set the alarm clock to go off within one hour. Step four. Have your guide sit on the floor, cross-legged. Once your partner is sitting, lie down on the floor with your head in your guide's lap. If you opted to bring the pillow, you may place the pillow on your guide's lap and position your head on top of the pillow. Once you're lying down, close your eyes. Step five. Your partner or guide should then start rubbing your temples gently with their fingers in a slow circular motion. Be sure to keep your eyes closed and focus on the sensation of your guide's movements. Relax. Let yourself drift away. Step six. Once your partner, your guide, determines and senses that you are completely and utterly relaxed, they should then 
begin the process of guiding you. Now the words that they use to guide you are completely up to them. Per past players, the most recommended script is a quite long one, but it's proven to be successful. The script goes as follows. You are at the end of a long corridor. There are many doors in this hallway. The doors extend up and down the entire length of the hallway, as far as you can see. Behind each door, there is a room. Begin exploring each door. Begin exploring the rooms. In these rooms, describe to me everything that you see, everything that you touch, everything that you taste, hear, and smell as you go. In other versions of the ritual, your partner may just simply say red door, yellow door, any other color door, or seven doors, seven doors, several times, and then ask, then they will ask you to describe what you see or what you are experiencing, just depending on what version you're playing. Step seven. As you're laying on your guide's lap, in the real world, the physical world, keep your eyes closed shut. But in your mind, open your eyes. Take a look around. When you open your eyes in your mind, you should see the doors and or the hallway, the corridor that your guide described to you earlier. Take it all in. What does it look like? What do your surroundings look like? Are they dark? Are they light? Is the hallway painted? Is it bare? Does it have wallpaper? Pictures? Or nothing at all? What about the walls and the floor? Are they stone floors? Wooden floors? Or is it something else entirely? What lights up the corridor? Any sconces, lamps, or is it dark? And if it is lit, how brightly is it lit? As for the doors, what do the doors look like? Are they all the same or are they different? What are the doors made of? Be sure to take note of these details or if you prefer certain details about yourself. For yourself, what are you wearing? Do you have any contents in your pockets? Are you carrying anything with you? Also, are you alone or is someone else with you? Describe everything that you see to your guide. Do not leave anything out. Step eight. You may now begin to explore the hallway. As for the rules, there are really no rules for the exploration. You may go up and down the corridor. You may enter any room. But important, as you go, continue to describe what you see, what you sense, what you touch, hear, taste, or smell, 
to your guide. Important. If you should decide to open any doors, be sure to examine each door closely before you open it. By doing so, it may tell you something about what is on the other side. So pay close attention. What color is the door? Does the door have a particular size? Is it a small door? Large door? Is the door circular? Rectangular? Does it have a knob? Or does it have a handle? Or can you just simply push it open or pull it? What does it look like? The handle. How does the handle feel? Is it cold? Or is it burning hot? Important. It's important to remember some doors may not actually open. If you do stumble upon a door and find it locked, check out your pockets. Do you have a key to this door? If you do have a key, try turning it in the lock. But if you do not have a key, or if the key that you do have does not unlock the door, or if you're able to unlock the door but it's blocked by another barrier or anything else that's preventing you from opening it whether an additional lock on the inside the knob falls off or whatever happens it's important to remember do not force it open this is an indicator that you are not ready for whatever it is behind it yet if this does happen move along to the next door but you can return and try again later if you want to while exploring the corridor keep in mind you, you do not have to open every door or any door for that matter listen to yourself your intuition in the event if you should feel unsettled or bothered by any door do not open it Leave it closed and keep going. If you should open a door and find a room full of clocks, do not touch any of the clocks and leave the room as quickly as possible. If you should open a door and find an old woman, it's important, do not speak to her. Leave the room immediately. If you open a door and find an, a man in a suit, do not speak to him. Inform your guide immediately that you have found him. Your guide should then end the session as quickly as possible. For any reason, if your guide is unable to end the session, leave that room immediately and take something and lock or block, bar off the door behind you if you can. Step nine. Once an hour has passed and the alarm goes off, that is your guide's cue to bring you back to the physical world. They may do so with whatever words they wish, just as they did guiding you to the corridor. The only thing is that if any doors were opened over the course of your journey, should be closed by the end of it. And the final image that you have in your mind before bringing Bob back to the physical world should be the corridor with all doors closed receding into the distance.
Step 10. End your mind, close your eyes, but open them in the physical world. Step 11. Get up from the floor, turn off the recording device if you have decided to use one, and let out the candles. Whenever you're ready, you may review the recording. Congratulations, you've made it back. Here's some additional information to keep in mind if you should decide to play the doors of your mind. So as for how many times you can play, you can play this game as many times as you want to. There's no limit to the number of times that you may be able to play. It is your mind after all. Just bear in mind that even though it is your mind, <laughs> it may not necessarily be a safe place to be. If you open your mind's eye in step seven and you do not see a hallway or you do not see the doors, inform your guide immediately and have them in the session ASAP. Important. It is possible to be locked inside certain rooms or be held captive by other things encountered within the rooms. If you should be detained, your partner must then end the session by any means necessary. Whatever they have to do, they have to end the session immediately. Important. Remember, you only have one hour. Do not remain inside the hallway or corridor for longer than that. And watch your step. Keep an eye out. You might not be able to protect yourself for what you encounter. The doors of your mind. I think that's a really, really cool cool ritual. It's not so much as scary, but just more psychological, which I think is really cool. Being able to explore your own mind. But at the same time, it could prove dangerous, especially if someone were to play it and were to encounter something. A lot of the important elements I find is, of course, making sure all the doors are closed. You don't want to leave anything open in your mind. You don't want to leave anything open in your mind and be able to wreak havoc. And the thought that there may be some things that you're just not ready to know about yourself yet and those doors that are locked or blocked symbolizes that. I thought that was really, really cool. And as for the old man and, not the old man, the old woman and the clocks, um, the game makes a point of not touching those or not interacting with them whatsoever. I'm curious to know what the clock's supposed to mean. Does it mean time or would you be able to change things or change your perception or your thought of certain events? I wonder if that's symbolic of that. Um, as for the old woman, I'm not sure what that's supposed to symbolize. And it also, the ritual also mentions of a man. And you're supposed to let your guide know that, hey, I found him. I don't know if, the, if it's the reason why you're playing to locate the man or you're just trying to find things out. So I do wish there were more details or I wish we could have came across more people who have actually played it successfully and have experienced 
experienced it. A lot of the things that we were able to find, just people who have done deep meditation and have kind of used it as a method of meditation, but not so much as trying to explore something or find something, just kind of something to make them feel relaxed. So I think the most cool element of the ritual is that you're taking something that's, you know, well-known meditation that makes you relax. You're kind of taking on a different tone of it and using it to kind of find more out about yourself more so than just using it as a means to relax and de-stress. And just like being able to um, explore your mind and have someone guide you through that, I think is cool. I probably would... I probably would never try it myself, (laughs) to be honest here. And it's not something that I would recommend for anyone to do. Simply because it's a mind thing and you don't want to accidentally unleash something in your mind or explore something or come in contact with something that you're not quite ready to yet and it could mess you up mentally and that's the big important reason as to why the individual that you choose to be your guide has to be someone who has your best interest at heart that you trust 100% completely with your life because even though it's mental they can scar you for life so you want somebody that's going to listen it's going to be there and be able to pick up on signs that may be dangerous or malevolent to you they're able to pick up on those signs and end the session immediately you don't want someone that's going to be like well you know keep going you know or keep you in a place where you're not able to escape or even if you are to able to physically escape you may not be able to ever mentally escape it so that's one thing where I think it's a really cool well-known ritual but at the same time it's not something I would recommend anyone actually doing unless you're actually just in a space where you're ready to do that or ready to just learn a little bit about yourself and feel like you're mentally ready to take on what you may find out but if you're more gentle-minded then I would definitely opt not to do it the doors of your mind is the last ritual for the month of September our month-long ritual special but it is most certainly not the last one that we will share here on Beyond the Bazaar. It's just the last for our month of September as we creep into the spooky month of October. We do have some interesting things planned for the month of October um, that we can't wait for you guys to experience and be a part of. We will be announcing more of we will be announcing and sharing more information on that with you guys at a later date. Most likely the first, second week of October, we'll be able to get you guys some updates on that. And just keep an eye out on our website. We'll mention it in the podcast as well. But keep an eye out on our website, www.beyondthebazaar.com. We're also on Instagram at Beyond the Bazaar. Keep an eye out there for a special announcement regarding the month of October. We will be posting that very soon. So keep an eye out on that. We will also be posting more creepy content on our Instagram and our website for you guys all to enjoy more often, and especially during the month of October. So be on the lookout for that creepy things that we may not necessarily be talking about or sharing on the podcast. We will be sharing on our 
website and in our Instagram. And we're also on Facebook as well, once again, Beyond the Bazaar. So check out our Facebook page there as well. We, like I said earlier in the episode, we really, really enjoy running this podcast for you all. And we plan on being here for the long run. So with that being said, thank you guys all for tuning tuning in again for another episode. Catch you guys again next Tuesday. And until then, stay bizarre.